The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to Stadium Bets, everybody, on Stadium on Twitter and as a podcast. We've got Colby, got Nate, I'm Ben. Monty is running the sticks as producer and director. Heading into week threes and week fours, we're excited. Yeah, week four college football, probably the best slate we're going to see all season long. So many good non-conference games, even some conference games that we're going to get to. So last week, it was a big NFL-focused show. This week, more college football and then NFL towards the middle. And as always, underdogs, best bets. Yeah, we're excited. Colby, how you doing over there? Colby's Corner, hanging out? You're excited? Yeah, that's the yep. most timid I've ever seen Colby before. He's he's gaining speed. By the end of the episode, you're just going to be yelling into that microphone. And as Nate said, we're going to have college football to start the show. Last week, it was all NFL. This week, we're doing a lot of college football because, guys, the matchups are just absolutely insane this week. We have too many matchups that we're only going to get to three of them, but there's probably like six or seven that are a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely uh, making the list for this week of possible candidates. There was probably like seven or eight, but uh, we're just going to do three. I think the three ones that everyone's going to be talking about in all different time slots on your Saturday. And as always, you can find us wherever you find your podcasts as well. But guys, let's start out uh, with what looked to be the biggest game of the week, you know, before the season started. There might be even a bigger game that we'll talk about in a second, but Florida State at Clemson. That line is minus two and a half, 55 and a half is the total. Uh, these two teams, I think Florida State less so than Clemson, but I don't think people expected Clemson to look as bad as they did in week one. Some question marks remain for Clemson. Some question marks remain maybe for Florida State after an interesting game against Boston College. Where are you leaning for this one? Yeah, so I think this point spread is created by the results of week one. That Sunday night, Florida State looks awesome in the last 20 minutes against LSU and ends up winning by margin. And the next night, Monday night, standalone game, Clemson loses to Duke. And it was a concerning performance of Clemson because they only scored seven points. However, turnovers plagued them. It was actually a second half where they didn't punt at all. So I think there was maybe a little bit of a misleading result there where, like, if they don't fumble in the red zone when they're about yeah. to go into score, maybe they win the game and our perception of Clemson is different. So because of that, if I had to bet this game, it would be taking the points of Clemson, Ooh. the home underdog in this game. I really wish Florida State looked better against Boston College because I think we'd get the plus three, and then I'd bet real money on Clemson to win this game. But for the sake of the show, just Clemson lean plus two and a half. Colby? I'm all with Nate. Come on now. I, I'm, I'm with Nate, but I'm going to wait until Saturday to bet this because I feel like it will creep up to three, hopefully three and a half because, you know, I love, three and love a the half? hook. I mean, if everyone's oh, hammering man. Florida State just based off them being ranked fourth and thinking it's too low, it's literally a trap. Like Clemson, sure, they, they played horrible against Duke. They That's probably their worst game in a long time that I've seen. And if you take out the turnovers in the red zone, they're in that game. So with that, give me, sadly, the Dabo Clemson Tigers. I'm interested to see the Florida State healthy offensive line because supposedly they're supposed to get a little bit more healthy on the offensive line this upcoming weekend. Their offense is powerful. And I don't know if Clemson can keep up with that if they are playing at their best. If their fully O-line is healthy, if Travis is healthy, if you have their wide receivers just outgunning the defensive backs for Clemson, 
I mean, this is the team that's fifth in the country in points per play. They can just destroy teams just with their offense. I'm going to take Florida State minus two and a half for this one. I don't feel super strongly about it, um, but I, I think the right side is Florida State. One thing about you, Ben, I love that you're always the odd guy. I know. I got I to gotta start some fights that. here. You, know, you got to be able to have a, you gotta have a little different than the rest of them. Uh, another game we wanted to get to is Ole Miss in Alabama. Ole Miss is uh, traveling to Bama. That spread is minus seven in favor of the Crimson Tide. 54 and a half. The total creeping down a little bit the yeah. last couple days. I think we're calling this the Lane Kiffin audition game because right. he definitely wants to be the head coach of Alabama when Nick Saban <laughs> retires, and Saban might actually let him because I think that's an assistant coach he respects a lot. It's also a reunion for Pete Golding, the defensive coordinator of Ole Miss. He was on the Alabama staff for five years, and he left in kind of weird circumstances, so I'm sure he's been super focused on this game ever since he took that job in Oxford in, in the spring. So, yeah, very interesting game. I'm just going to say a lot has changed in two weeks because two weeks ago on the show, we were talking about Alabama laying seven against Texas, and now they're laying seven against Ole Miss, and Texas are much better teams than Ole Miss. So if I had to pick the game, I would be laying out of Texas, or Alabama, pardon me. Jalen Milrow, back as starting quarterback. I know yeah. I didn't really talk well about him two weeks ago, but I think he's much better than the other options, as we saw in the Alabama game against USF. So Alabama or pass for me. I think Jalen Milrow can do a good enough job against this Ole Miss team that I don't really fully believe in. Just a game manager's way where they only have to cover a, a pretty reasonable number at home and what's going to be a raucous crowd at Brian Denny Stadium. Sir, what do you like? Ooh. I would Lane love Kiffins. this at seven and a half, but I'll take it wherever it's at. I will take Ole Miss Rebels because the I don't trust Jalen Milrow. That dude looks like crap. That dude looks – this might be <sighs> arguably Nick Saban's worst team ever. I, I cannot trust them to win by seven. I don't care. Ole Miss looks fantastic against bad teams. They're top four in every statistic that I've seen. They know how to put points up and stay in games. And like we said, audition. You want to you embarrass somebody? Embarrass somebody. Come on. Come on, Lane. You can tweet. You can beat Bama. <laughs> so you're saying is Alabama a bad team? If you said Ole Miss does well against bad teams? Maybe. I'm going to say is Ole Miss, Ole Miss week two, they close minus 13 against a two-lane team without Michael Pratt, and they are almost lose that game. The 17-point margin was very misleading. You watched that game. I think it's Georgia Tech. They went out and scored a bunch of points late in the game, but that was a much closer game, especially the first half. So I do have real questions about this Ole Miss team. I know Bama is not you know the same Alabama, but minus seven seems like an incredibly cheap price considering you could have laid seven with Alabama against Texas, who's doesn't now even, a top three team in the country. Doesn't even bring up Mercer. God, well, here's the thing, Colby. I, I can't <laughs> exactly. disagree with either of you. I'm gonna kind of do the best of both worlds. I'm gonna go the over. Over fifty four and a half. That sounds like the easy route. I love it. It's the easy route. I trust Jalen Milrow a little bit after what oh, was seemingly oh, like a week off. Because that. that's bad I, luck I trust every him. time you say that. I know. That. I know. I need to not. Can we bleep? We'll get rid of that. But I think the thing with with Alabama is he had the week off. And I think this was the, the game last weekend was kind of a test run for the two backup quarterbacks. They gave Milrow the week off. They wanted to see what they had. And they went with him. I mean, it was a quick decision. It was, they didn't wait till Monday. They didn't wait till Tuesday. Sunday, Saban came out and said, we're sticking with Jalen Milrow. We know what we have in him. He's going to be the starter. I think this Bama offense will look a lot better when it's not a torrential downpour and there's no delay in the game because of lightning. And I don't think Ole Miss defense is going to be able to stop him. On the other side, though, Alabama's defense looked not great against a run-and-gun offense like Texas. I think Ole Miss, Jackson Dart might be able to take advantage of some of the secondary issues that Bama has. I'm going to go over 54-and-a-half. I'm not going to pick a winner. I could see either side doing it, um, but I'll go I'll go with the over. I'll go with the points. And we saw points last uh, year for these two teams. I think we're going to see points again. I wouldn't be surprised if we get over 60 for a game like this. 
Ohio State and Notre Dame. Biggest game of the night, biggest game of the weekend for college football, going to Notre Dame to South Bend. Ohio State is laying the three, and the total is at 54, Nate. What do you like? Yeah, so I'm just going to be quick. No bet for me. I'm going to be that guy. Staying away. Notre Dame has a real quarterback. (laughs) Monty doesn't like it. Monty Monty even said he's like, make a bet. I'm going to say if it was a little bit of a higher spread, Notre Dame would be intriguing. Sam Arkman has you know looked like a real quarterback for Notre Dame. And Ohio State hasn't looked very good. I'm not sure Kyle McCord is like the past Ohio State quarterbacks in recent history. On the other side, Ohio State still has a lot of talent and a lot of talent advantages in key areas. Now that we're down to minus three, it seems like it could be a cheap price for the Buckeyes. So I could see this game going either way, and I'm going to stay on the sideline for this one. Before I get my pick, Ben, I would like to yeah. say this. Okay. Notre Dame pulls off the win this weekend. Yeah. We are all hammering Duke the following week. <laughs> hammering. <laughs> Come on. Hammering. Okay. I, mean, I cannot I mean, wait for that. A little look-ahead line. Yeah, it on like the Put it on the calendar for me, Nate. There we go. A little Thank notification. You. Monday morning. But with that, Sunday morning. We're taking Notre Dame on the spread. The Irish? I am a, the biggest Notre Dame hater on the planet. I do not like the Irish. This Irish team <laughs> is very likable. They are very good. I think Ohio State was too focused on WKU last week putting up 63 points. I think you were too busy trying to cover that spread while somebody, maybe me, was on that team. And uh, I don't know. I think this is a legit Notre Dame squad. I trust Sam Hartman. I have never said that on this show, so I'm not Ben. (laughs) (laughs) You're never going to trust the quarterback. I trust Ohio State. I think they get the job done. Minus three. For the Buckeyes, Colby and I are fighting again. It's all right. I think last week, if Ohio State did not play as well against Western Kentucky's offense as they did last week on the defensive side, I would probably go Notre Dame. But they hadn't really seen a good firepower offense until last week, and they passed the test. Their secondary looked great. Their defense looked great. And I think the offense on the flip side, which is something a lot of people worried about through the first two weeks of the season, looked really good. So is Notre Dame going to be able to stay with the wide receivers for Ohio State consistently? I don't know. I don't I don't think so. So I'm going to take the Buckeyes. Ryan Day, I think, is going to have a tremendous game plan here for this week against Notre Dame. I know everyone's talking about Hartman. I know you love the quarterback from Notre Dame. But I think they get the job done on the road. Minus three. Give me, give me minus three for Ohio State. Remember Duke. Duke. Remember Duke. We're doing it. All right. To finish off this segment, we're going to go to our fearless producer, Monty, as he takes off the headset. Because he has his Iowa pick of the week. Monty, who do you like? All right, here we are again, disappointing last week. Obviously, <laughs> Iowa was still sleeping in their own beds and couldn't couldn't wake up for the first quarter spread, so we're one and two, disappointing. But this week, we're going with a prop. They're already up on M- BetMGM, LaShawn Williams, anytime TD, plus 240. Pretty huge, Ooh. pretty huge juice there. I love it. All right. Uh, so, yeah. I think they got to run the ball a lot. Luke Lachey, their best pass-catching weapon, tight end, is out for the season with a broken ankle. Uh, LaShawn Williams is going to be the starting running back for this game because Caleb Johnson, the real starting running back, is out. The Number two running back, Patterson, is also hurt. But LaShawn Williams can get it done. He was uh, on pace or on track to be the starter last season, and then Caleb Johnson came in, the freshman from Florida, just kind of took the job over. But LaShawn Williams is good. Last week against Western Michigan, you see it on your screen, 145 rushing yards and a receiving touchdown. And Penn State has given up some touchdowns to running backs against West Virginia and Illinois, and their 136 combined rushing yards there. That's a lot of rushing yards, so I think they're susceptible to the run. And Iowa's going to have to do it without Luke Lachey. They're not going to trust those wide receivers, I don't think, because they haven't proven that they can do anything. So they're going to run the ball. 
Hopefully he gets one inside the five and gets us in for plus 240. Ooh, you're going to get those units Wait, out. And why did you say I would it. hate that bet? Prop. Because it's a prop, and we haven't Money. done any props you're, on the show. Oh. His, his nails are dug into that couch. No props. That's that's fine. I mean, <laughs> we'll bleep out that entire segment. That's all right. I mean, when there's a game where the point spread's 14 and the total's 40, sometimes you have to get creative and go off the beaten path. Exactly. I don't want to touch the spread or the numbers, so that's what we're doing. I love it. I respect it. All right, there's Monty's bet. Hopefully the, uh, the units... Get in the plus territory. That's what we want. We go two and two with plus units. Those are our college football bets. On the other side, some NFL picks. We got some 0-2 teams that uh, we're going to be looking to put some money on to go 1-2 this Sunday. That's coming up next. Welcome back to Stadium Bets here on Stadium, going through your uh, bets for the weekend and our favorite bets for NFL Sunday. We have uh, a bit of a lighter slate comparatively to how much fun the college football slate is this weekend. But we got plenty of NFL bets. We got Colby, got Nate, Ben, and Monty running the sticks on the computer. And Nate, we're going to start with our favorite bets for the NFL slate on Sunday. And then we're going to go into uh, a smaller segment where we pick from 0-2 teams who we like to get their first win on Sunday as well. So we'll start. We'll open up the board. We got our NFL bets. These are some of our favorite NFL bets of the weekend. We'll have you start. Let's take the Browns minus three. There's some line value here created by the Nick Chubb injury that we saw on Monday night. Really sad to see. Hope he's going to be okay and recovers. But for now, the Browns will be without him. However, Drum Ford looked pretty capable as a backup. So I think for at least the short term, the Browns aren't going to have too much of a drop off in the run game. Also, Cleveland's defense looks really elite. Only held Pittsburgh to nine first downs on Monday night. And it's no fault that they lost that game. And I think the Browns' defensive line can get after a Titans' offensive line that's not very good. So, Browns, as long as you play a clean game, I think minus three is a very reasonable number to lay at home on Sunday. Colby? This one's kind of disgusting, but you know me. We love like a disgusting bet here on Stadium Bets. Uh, we're going to take, we're gonna take the Pats-Jets under, 37 and a half. Oh, my now, God. Hear me out. Both teams, horrible offenses. Am I wrong, boys? You're not there wrong. we go. You're not and then the Jets' defense is Pretty gross. so good that I'm not worried about if the Jets score or not because they're not. I'm not going to trust Zach Wilson. Their defense is elite. I don't think I have to say anything else. If no one's scoring, 37 doesn't look that low. Yeah. We'll get, what, 13 to 10? Game, <laughs> game over? Please. <laughs> yeah, Possible. If you look at Zach Wilson's stats stream. against Bill Belichick, it's ugly. Yeah, more on that in a couple minutes here. I also have an under, and it's an under 40 bet as well so it's a little bit gross but it's the under in the titans browns game 39 and a half and as nate said that browns defense looked pretty good against the steelers i think that front that front line is is serious for sure and i don't know how the titans are going to be able to move the ball they haven't been able to move the ball against worse defenses so i really like the under here i'm not 100 percent sure the titans love to pass the ball they went into overtime against the chargers 24 passes in total from ryan Tannehill. That is such a small number. Most quarterbacks in the league complete 24 passes in a game. So they don't love to pass. They love to run the ball. They're going to run the clock against a really good defense. I like the under 39 and a half as long as it stays that way. 0-2 teams, guys. Let's talk that for a quick second because there's plenty of 0-2 teams in the NFL, some that should have some wins at this point already, and we think some are going to get wins on Sunday. So, Nate, let's start. Which 0-2 teams for you do you like or what 0-2 team do you like if you like one? Yeah, Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, can't wait! I, for this. I think this is a, a nope. time to buy low nope, nope, nope. on a team that everyone's out on. Yeah, and you know if they were a short road favorite, like I thought they would be in this game against the Vikings, who also are zero and two, 
Uh, I would consider, you know, maybe just staying away or teasing the Vikings or something because these teams, all they do is play close games. But I really think that if the Chargers win one of those games, like they probably should have against either the Dolphins or Titans, the spread looks a little bit different. So I know it's a little risky, and you probably don't want to do it after what we saw last two weeks from this team and just losing close games. Can't. But I think that uh, this is a bounce-back spot for the Chargers on Sunday. We have a fight? Who, who, are, who are the Chargers playing this week? We have a little fight? Vikings, I mentioned it. Oh, you did. That's right. So we're going to be taking the Vikings money line. I feel like this is a team no one's talking <laughs> about, and they're counting them out every single week, especially Nate. They counted him. He counted them out because he didn't take this team. He just did. Um, yeah. Austin Eckler, questionable. Love that. We love a questionable running back. That's actually the whole team. Um, the Vikings have lost every game in their typical fashion by a couple of points, one score. Kirk Cousins is having a great season. If you ask me, I think he's having a fantastic season, and this will be the week he gets a win. Take it away, Ben. <laughs> you know, I loved your Jets under. Your Jets Patriots under. Because I like the Patriots at minus two and a half because Zach Wilson is not going to do anything. Low yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be low scoring. I mean, I 13 to 10. Give me Patriots minus two and a half. The Pats win by 13 to 10. I'm in. That's perfect. You get the under. I get my Patriots. As long as you're cover. on my side. Yeah, I, I for the same reasons. I mean, I don't know how the Jets are going to move the ball on the Patriots defense. I really don't. And I know Mac Jones is nothing special, and he's good for, you know, an interception a game. But I think ultimately with the Jets not being able to score one point possibly against the Patriots, the Patriots seem to be the right side. And we talked about Bill Belichick loves to play the Jets. He knows how to defend against Zach Wilson. He's 10-4 and four against the spread in the last 14 matchups against the Jets. This should be a Patriots win. They're 0-2. Bill Belichick will not let his team start 0-3 on the season. So I'm going to go Patriots minus 2.5 and, and hopefully what is a low-scoring game and we can both walk away with some cash. All right, on the other side of the break... We're going to get dressed up. We're going to get excited. We got our underdog picks of the weekend. We got our best bets of the weekend. We're going to do everything. That's all next on Stadium Bets. It's time to start the best segment in all of sports betting here on Stadium Bets. It's our underdogs play of the week, and we also have our best bets as well. But guys, we're dressed up. We're ready. Got the dog outfit on. Nate, we'll start with you. Underdog of the week. Yeah, let's go with Memphis. I uh, I picked Missouri last week on this show, and they got that big win, and now I'm going to go against them. I like Memphis in this game. Love it. The reason I'm going to say why I like them is this game is actually not at Mizzou, even though it's a lot of places says the game is at Mizzou. It's in St. Louis. Mizzou played, paid Memphis a million dollars to move this game from Memphis to a neutral site. I think Memphis is probably not very happy that they lost a home game against an SEC team. And they're going to be super motivated for this game. Plus, they have an extra time to prepare because they played last Thursday. I think Memphis is very live to beat Mizzou. What do you like? I don't think you guys are ready for this. Monty, oh, cue it up. You're wearing the, a bow cue tie it up for the people, Monty. Cue it up. We're taking the Bears' money line. <laughs> Talk about a team that has been counted out by even their too. biggest diehards. This only makes sense if you live in Chicago because this would be the most Bears thing to ever happen to this team. They will probably lose every single game if this bet hits. I hate it. I love it. Bet it. Really? All right. Unreal. All right. I guess we'll cut that if that happens, and, and Colby will be the smartest person in the room. I'm going to go Georgia First Tech money ever. line. <laughs> we'll put a big we'll, – we'll put it out everywhere. I'm going to go Georgia Tech money line, plus 160. It's a little bit low. This line's been moving in Georgia Tech's direction all week as well. I think it opened at like 7 or 8 or something like that. 
They uh, did not play great last week. I will admit, they didn't play great against Ole Miss, and we had them plus 18.5. I think we did like a little bit of a group ride on Saturday. They didn't come through. I think they come through this week. They are the least penalized team in college football, and at some point, that's going to help them out against this Wake Forest team on the road. I like that the line movement's been going in Georgia Tech's direction. I think their offense is going to settle down a little bit, play a little bit better. We saw them play better in the third and fourth quarter against Ole Miss. Give me Georgia Tech on the money line. Best bets? All right, we're all dressed up. Got the chef's hat Can't ready wait. to cook, guys. Nate, best bet of the week. Yeah, really off the board for this one. I'm going to take Middle Tennessee, minus three against Colorado Ooh. State. Baiting Colorado State off a very physical and emotional game against Colorado that went late into the night in Boulder where they lost in devil overtime. Now they have a tough trip to Murfreesboro, Tennessee to face a capable Middle Tennessee team that played Alabama in week one and actually played Mizzou tough in week two. So I think they can stay competitive this one. Also, Colorado star defensive player Muhammad Kamara, who had two sacks against Colorado, got a targeting call in overtime, so he'll be suspended for the first half of this game. I'd play this up to minus three. Let's take Middle Tennessee this week. Get your pots and pans out because we're going to be whipping up something disgusting. Nate already touched on this. I'm going to touch on it again because Nate essentially stole my bet. All right, we're taking Memphis (laughs) plus six and a half. Missouri stormed the field last week. And their coach cried. That is an automatic fade in my eyes. Also, they should not have won that game. Their execution leading up to that game-winning field goal was horrendous. Poorly coached. Give me Memphis. All right. I like that. Storm the field play. Also, Oregon, Oregon. Take Oregon, too. I like it. All right. You know how I said I look like a beaver when I wear this? I'm going to put it on. Look like a beaver. We're going to bet Oregon State. Best bet, minus two and a half. DJU, he has looked great. I know he threw two interceptions last week, but overall this team is good with him. They have good wide receivers. They have a great offensive line. I don't think Washington State's going to be able to keep up with him. Give me Oregon State. Bark. Minus two and a half. Minus Do three. Beavers minus three. Oh, minus well, three. All right, we'll go minus three as well. No more than minus bark. three. Bark. I don't, I don't know what sound beavers make, but we're going we're gonna to have Oregon State. Best bet of the week. Let's do it, boys. All right. If you like all of our bets, you can parlay them. Ooh. Good luck to you on that. Don't parlay Ben's. Yeah, easy now. <laughs> you can find Nate's article online for the NFL picks. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And until then, we'll see you next week here on Stadium Bets. 